Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. We're going to have a something special today, a little bit different, okay? We're going to have our good friend Buddy Bell with us, and I'm going to let him take over right now. Amen. Do it. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Am I on? Amen. Well, I asked Pastor Ronnie if we could do something a little, a little different this morning instead of just me uh, getting up here and uh, uh, challenging you more. And we're going to do that today. But, uh, you know, we come down a lot and, uh, and to visit. And uh, one of the things that uh, Pastor Ronnie and I do, and I, well, I'm the one, I think, that instigates it. Uh, I like to get him, I like for him to share with me his knowledge. Now, you know, I'm not just saying this because we're very close friends and because I'm here, but Pastor Ronnie is very, very knowledgeable of the Word of God. Amen. And uh, so I kind of want to share with you uh, what we do a lot of times uh, when we're driving in the truck or we're sitting there at home. I mean, all I have to do is just say something and he takes off, you know, and I love it. I love it. And, you know, this month uh, we've been talking about the, the grace of God. You've been talking about the grace of God. And uh, here, here, it wasn't until just a, a few years ago that I fully understood, you know, grace, you know. And uh, it, it's interesting, um, you know, it's not what I do for God, but what Jesus did for me that influences me to do what I do for God. Right. Now, did you get a hold of that? Yes. It's not what I do for God that, get, that gets God's grace. Right. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Right. Amen. Some people think you got to do a lot to, uh, to get God to do something in your life. No, it's realizing what Jesus did for you yeah. will influence you what you do for God. And not, not realize that or understand that, you know, several years ago, a, a man of God, a great man of God said, buddy, you know, you've been teaching grace all these years when I teach on the ministry of helps. And, uh, and so uh, Pastor Ronnie and I, we, we, we sit around and talk about grace a lot. Yeah. And so I asked him, I said, well, let, let's do something different Sunday morning. I want to sit down with you and uh, kind of let's, let's have a talk about grace and so uh, uh, I, I believe it, w- it will help you immensely. I tell you what, when I realized grace and how it was in my life, it brought such peace to me. Because, see, I used to think I've got to do this to get God to do that, you know. And I found out, no, that's not it. I just got to realize what he did for me and how valuable and how important it was for me and what he did on that cross. That influences me to do what I do. And so we're going to sit down here and we're going to have a a, a little, but we're going to have a fireplace talk here, you know. Could you? Amen. What we got here? I want to get my Bible. Well, yeah, we might use that. You might use it. Just might use that. Amen. (laughs) 
And so I'll try to get him going like I do when, I, when we're at the house <laughs> or, or, or in the truck. So uh, let, let you, I'll just start with this question. Define grace. Well, grace has got a lot of different def definitions, which we've talked about. Yeah. Grace is uh, basically people will think automatically that have been around the teaching of grace. It's the unmerited favor of God. It means you can't earn it. Right. But Stop right there. This is what we do. Okay. He'll be right in the middle, and I want to say, your dad was teaching grace. Yes. He showed me an article that, that his dad, amen, wrote on grace. Amen. How many years ago was that? And it's been, a, it was before I was born. Before you was born. Before I was and born. And he was teaching on grace back then. Yes. Amen. God was trying to get that into the body, body of Christ, Christ, right? Exactly. All right, go ahead. Because the whole t New Testament is, that's how you live in the New Testament. You live by the grace of God. Uh-huh. But it's, it's, the un, it's, it's defined as the unmerited favor of God. In other words, you can't earn it. But, and I've heard Charles Capps make a statement that it is the willingness of God. Okay. I agree with all those definitions, but one of the things that you, you was talking about it clarified some things up for you a few years back. Well, I, I don't know, a number of years ago, I heard Pat, my wife, Pastor Zona, too. She made a statement that grace is God's influence upon the heart and the reflection of that influence in your life. Say that again. It is the influence of God upon the heart right. and the reflection of that influence in your life. Ever since then, all the other definitions to me become caps, they're captivated in that. Yeah. Because if, if you're living by the grace of God, it's going to affect how you live. Right. You can't, you can't live the same right. if you're influenced by God. Right. And that's what the grace of God, and, and Paul said, you're saved you're delivered from these present circumstances, not only the here, for the hereafter, but you're delivered or saved by grace, that influence upon the heart right. and the reflection of it in your life through faith, that not of yourselves is it a gift of right. God. We get our eyes off of Jesus and we get our eyes on ourself right. and uh, what am I doing? Am I doing enough, you know, uh, to... to to please God, you know, to have his favor, you know, in our life. Exactly. And when you get your eyes off, Peter, you begin to sink. Right. I'm just referring to right. people that don't know. Peter began to sink when he got his eyes off Jesus. Jesus, we say this, and John said it in John chapter 1, that he became flesh and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Logos. That's what that, the word word means in Greek. It's the word Logos, which means a word that's already been spoken. Okay? Yeah. And he became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, we use the word rhema a lot 
And right. rhema is, is a word, the word of God revealed. The log, I'll say it this way. The logos revealed. Okay? So it's kind of like this. You can go in, in a classroom and the teacher can mark things down on the blackboard and go through the process of giving a, a theory or a word. For example, let's just say it's algebra. And those principles and those laws that govern it, teaching you all about it on the chalkboard. But that doesn't mean the concept has been revealed to you yet. He's deep, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's deep. So good. But the, but the concept, when it dawns on you, right? when it opens your understanding and sinks, the, you've got the concept then you don't have to have the rules and regulations to tell you how it works. You've got the concept, and you'll be able to operate in algebra anywhere, anytime, in any situation. Right, right. That is rhema. That is the logos that has been spoken, revealed to you. Now, in order to get that rhema, and that's how Jesus, by the way, said he's going to build his church was that revelation knowledge. The way you get revealed knowledge is you have to get into the Logos. Right. You have to get in the written word or the word spoken. Well, let's take it to Jesus and then we'll move on, all right? Uh, Jesus, God spoke, and that's how he created. That's a concept for fallen human nature that is beyond us. So Jesus is the personified Logos revealed in a man, a righteous man on the earth, which was foreign to everybody that's been in, operated in fallen human nature. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is the rhema of God. And he'll reveal it to you. He'll say, do what I do. Follow me. Do what I do. Say what I say. Right. When you do so, and it unfolds, and it, then you begin to get the concept. That's why he said, make disciples of all nations. He's not talking about getting people just to repeat a prayer after you and call them saved. That's not, what he, that's not the Great Commission. The Great Commission is to make disciples, to get people into revealed knowledge. Right. Now, you have to start with making him Lord of your life. That's true. But many people think, well, I've got that taken care of when I die. I'm going to go to heaven. In the meantime, I'm going to live on earth the best I can. And, and when I get to heaven, it, I'll, it'll be worth it all. Well, you're still going to have to have revealed knowledge. Right. So... You've, you've kicked me in gear, and I could go on just the rest of the service like that, but let's go on. Give me another question. <laughs> or let me give you a question or two. Yeah. I just sit and go, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> We've really talked about the grace to serve. Right. Well, let's talk about, you know, uh, the favor of God. Okay. Getting God's favor, you know. Sometimes 
well, like I said earlier, you know, we think, and I used to think, you know, I've got to do something to get the favor of God in my life, not realizing that God's favor was moving in my life. I, I, I look back now, I look back now, you know, in my life, and, and I, I see things that happened, you know, that uh, I, I didn't know why they happened. They just, they just happened, you know, and some people say, well, it's because you're a nice guy, buddy. Well, no, it was because of the grace of God that gave me favor. You know, one example was uh, uh, I was uh, ushering in the church years ago, years, and never spoke to the pastor except good morning, pastor, you know. And uh, the associate pastor came to me after a Sunday morning, and, and he says, uh, Pastor wants to talk to you, Brother Bell. Well, you know, your first thought is, what, what did I do wrong? Yeah. You know, be called into the pastor's office. <laughs> and uh, so I went in there, you know. Why are you all laughing, by the way? Fear and trembling, you know. I went in, you know, and, and he started talking about a meeting that he was going to be going to. And uh, he was praying and about this meeting. And God spoke to him in an audible voice and called me by name and said to have you know, ask, not ask buddy, but have buddy, uh, you know, drive you to this meeting. He had plane tickets. He showed me. So I had plane tickets. He showed them to me. He says, uh, but the Lord spoke to me. He said to have you drive me to this meeting, you know, and, and help with the, uh, the book sales and stuff like that. He, he looked at me, he says, I'll never forget. He looked at him and said, buddy, you want to pray about that? <laughs> and I thought, why do I need to pray about that? You know, I believe my pastor hears from God. Amen. And, uh, and so when I walked out of his office, tears came to my eyes. And it wasn't because that uh, this, this man of God, you know, he was Kenneth Hagin's uh, son-in-law, had asked me to do this for him. But it was because, you mean Jesus thought enough of me? I mean, I was a, I was, you know, back, I would consider a nobody in church. You know, I was, I was the little guy that stood by the door and said good morning to people and help you find a seat. But he thought enough of me to say my name out loud to this. And that's the favor of God. That's exactly. grace. Exactly. That's grace operating in my life, you know. Exactly. You know, and, and, well, uh, <laughs> Let's do this. Let's, let, let's talk about someone that really uh, speaks of this highly is Stephen. You know, uh, let, me, let me read this. It says, now about this time, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Where is this at now so that they know where it's This at. is Acts chapter 6. Okay. If you want to turn there. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. I'm going to read it in the Amplified here. It says, Now about this time when the number of disciples was greatly increasing, complaint was made by the, you know those people, the Greek-speaking Jews, yes. against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked and neglected in the daily ministration or distribution of relief. Coming up short on 
on ministry of helps. Amen. So the twelve, the apostles, convened the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not seemingly or desirable or right that we should have to give up or neglect preaching the word of God in order to attend to serving at the tables and superintending the distribution of food. Therefore, select out from among yourselves, brethren, seven men of good and attested character and repute, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may assign to look after this business and duty. But we will continue to devote ourselves steadfastly to prayer and the ministry of the word. And the suggestion pleased the whole multitude. Everybody was pleased. We've never seen a miracle in the Bible. There's your first miracle. Everybody was pleased. And they selected, now here it is, they selected Stephen. Now, I never saw this, actually, until this morning, you know, when we were talking about this. A man full of faith. What is that faith? A strong and welcome belief that Jesus is the Messiah. Do you really, truly believe that Jesus is the Messiah? That's right. a key. That's right. Very big key. That. Very big key. And they had a strong and welcome belief that Jesus is the Messiah and full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit and Philip and five of those guys they ran around with, names that you just can't pronounce. Amen. These they presented to the apostles who after prayer laid their hands on them. And the message of God kept on spreading, or the influence of God. Okay. Right. Kept spreading. Amen. Because the influence of God kept on spreading, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and besides, a large number of the priests were obedient to the faith in Jesus as the Messiah. Right through whom is obtained eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. Now, here it is. Now Stephen, full of grace. Right. Right. How's he full of grace? He had a strong and welcome belief that Jesus is the Messiah. He's full of grace. Are you in love with Jesus? Is he first? Or are you, you know, again, I used to think I had to do this to get God to do that. Right. But I found out the more I'm in love with Jesus, amen, that influences me to do what God wants me to do and that God is controlling. Right. But I want to I give a a little parallel with that, okay, to give, okay. A, to just enhance it. Uh, not that it, it needs it, but I mean, I want to do everything I can oh, yeah, so we yeah, don't yeah, misunderstand. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the classroom for just a moment. Getting theory. I hated uh, math. I did too. <laughs> well, I hated algebra. <laughs> yeah, I hated algebra. But uh, getting good grades does not give you the concept. Mm -hmm. And we think, I'm proud that I got straight A's, but can you 
can you operate in this concept? That's the key. In other words, did the light bulb come on on you? I'd rather have a hard C than a soft A. Okay, so what I'm saying is people are, are, they're proud of the A, but did you get the concept? It's, right. It, and right. so much of the time, we're focused on the wrong thing. It's the same thing you're saying. Yeah. Saying there, okay, I, I got to do this to get God to do that. And God's not, he's not saying any of that. What he's saying is, I want you to have revealed knowledge. Right. And don't worry about how sloppy it may look at the moment. Get involved and get close to me. Do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. Say what I say when I, when I tell you to say it. Do everything that I... And the concept's going to... What I have found out when I learn anything, I have to be, I have to be operating in it. To become skilled in it. Right. Okay. Classroom. I thank God for the classroom. It gives me the, it gives me the principles. It gives me, and thank God for all. But I had that, how many times did I have that teacher at that chalkboard giving me all the concepts, all the laws that govern and make this thing work. And I still didn't get the concept. It wasn't until it was revealed. That's what you're saying. Right. We're over here having a concept about God and trying to do something for him. And he says, you don't understand. I don't want you to do anything. Because he's me. already done it. Right. I just want you to let me work with you. Right. Because Stephen went on. Yeah. It says Stephen, full of faith, which is divine blessing and favor. Right. It's not hard to get the blessings of God. No, it's not. I, I, you it's know, not. when when I got a hold of that, that concept, that revelation, the peace of God just came in my life. I'm I'm done trying to work things, and God. impress people. Yeah, and impress people, because he says here now Stephen, full of grace, divine blessing and favor and power. Right. Now I didn't mention power before, but now it mentions power, which is strength. And ability. I've always had that strength and ability in me, but it wasn't released until I started moving exactly. for God. Exactly. And he did great wonders and signs, miracles among the people. <laughs> so sitting and waiting and for God to do something just just doesn't work. No. It does it, it doesn't it, it's not efficient. And it doesn't, it doesn't get the job done. It's like looking at a piece of apple pie. <laughs> Homemade, by the way. Homemade apple pie. And a big scoop of vanilla ice cream right there. Absolutely no good to you until you start eating it. Each and every one of you have abilities. God, God gave you abilities before you were even born. Amen. And as you walk with him, he leads you to that place that brings peace. Exactly. Amen. Instead of you trying to figure it out, well, okay, go on, go on. I get 
what, 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 no, I, I, I agree with you. It's, yeah. it's your, those gifts and abilities. Right. We, we say they're imparted by the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit activates them. Yes. The, the, that's, and it gets it, helps us to get beyond ourselves. Our job is, our responsibility is to get close to Jesus so he can reveal what he's already invested in you. Right. Okay, and many, and sad to say that there are some in our generation that don't get the concept and they have burned themselves out. You get burned out because you're not close to Jesus. Right. And that's the key. Exactly. That's the key. And you're, you're, you're too busy about doing something for God that you don't do it with Him. Right. And preachers have burned out. Mega churches have been destroyed. Influence in our society has degraded because of not understanding what we're talking about. Right. Because this is not every believer. I've had so many Christians. They're well-meaning. Well, when are you going to retire? Well, find that in the script. Find out when the call is going to retire. Yeah. And when you when when God retires the call, then I'll retire. Yeah. Every call of God, and a call is an invitation, by the way. Every call of God is a lifetime. Now I re- I grant you that I may change positions, but my call will never change. Yeah. You've t- you you understand what I'm talking about? How how many well-meaning people, Christian people, have tried to get you to change your call? Right. I was just about sitting here thinking about that. I don't know how many times. Uh, you still teaching on helps? When do you think God's going to give you something different? Why would he give me something different? Right. You know, this, this is that, this is the grace that he's given me. Exactly. The gift that he's given me, you know. And, oh, yeah, man, I mean, I just, other people think they know better, you know. But I keep going back to Jesus. This is what Jesus wants me to do. Exactly. What I'm doing. And, and it just amazed me over the years. I wish, I wish we had time, you know, to map out everything that has happened in my life that has brought me to the place where I'm at today. You know, where other people said, you know, I wouldn't have done that. Well, yes, you probably wouldn't. You know, but Jesus wanted me to do it. Right. You know, and I went and did it, and that brought me to here. Right. You know, if I hadn't done that, it wouldn't have brought me to here. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And I've, over the years, I've watched his favor in my life that it's just, you know. You know, I teach in, uh, my teaching it, right now is in over 50,000 Bible schools, 150 nations, over 70 different languages around the world. And all it cost me was doing lunch with this guy. Because That's that the favor was, of God. That's God, the grace of God. Right. And the grace wasn't that was, me. It was the and, and the influence of God in him, the grace that was in him right. connected you right. to have that moment which I've referred to as serendipity. That, there he that, is, back on that word. <laughs> well what it what I can't it, even spell it. <laughs> Well, what it does is it, it, brings, it brings those graces together to have an effect that causes the super 
on the natural. Right. Right. The super on our natural. You're provoking me now. Well, provoke on. Okay. Our, our theme verse for this month on this teaching yeah. on grace is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. I'll read it out of the King James. You that have been here, been following us, you know, you've heard it before. But I want you to listen. This is amazing to me. Just totally amazing. And if you, if you can get this concept, this picture right here, it changes everything. Paul the Apostle now wrote this. Paul persecuted the church until he had an encounter with Jesus and it changed his whole perspective. Listen to this, verse 10. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. I labored more abundantly than they all. Talking about the other apostles. Notice this, I labored. That's that word that we've been taught that is contradictory, or the word work, yeah. that is contradictory to the word grace, which is not contradictory. Okay? It's not contradictory. Okay? He said, I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I but the grace of God that was with me. The grace of God put me into another gear to do what I could not do by myself. God has never asked us to do anything for Him. He's asked us to do things with Him. Right. That's good. And so what happened, the influence grabbed a hold of you, and you discovered the grace or the gifting that was already in you from the foundation of the world, but now the Holy Spirit ignited it so you get revelation on who you are. Paul said, I am what I am. You get a revelation of who you are and your purpose in life. Did you get, did you get a hold of that? He's not just talking about me, but he's talking about you every also. Single, every single Christian. There is so much power in this room. So there much is, grace uh, yes. in this room right now. Yes. And the, the, the key is... Excuse this, me. Yeah, go, <laughs> yes. Okay, go on. <laughs> the key is discovering it because our generation is waiting on this. Right. They're waiting on it. It's, it. Our generation, our society is waiting. John put it like this, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the way I, my life is right now. Right. Kathy and I, we, we just wait on Jesus. See what's next, mm -hmm. you know, what he wants us to do next. And then just do it, and just do it. But right. I, and, you know, I, the best way I know how to, uh, another way I know how to put it, I should say it that way. My wife, Zona, we're in love. The close, listen, when you first get married, when you first 
you think you know, but you don't know. This is a lifetime. That's why it's a lifetime relationship. Yeah. I know her more today than I did when we started. Right. And she knows me more. And now it's like a hand in glove. I mean, we don't have to think hardly about it. We, do we aggravate each other a little bit sometimes now? Yes. But not near as much as when we first got married. Right. Oh, I agree. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So uh, the closer your relationship, and the thing about it is God's always going to deal with you in truth. There's no fallacy. There's no manipulation to try to get you to do something that he doesn't do. Right. It's, hey, come on. I know how to do this. And if you'll partner with me, if you'll uh, get, get burdened, uh, I mean, not burdened, but harnessed with me, I'll do the pulling. You just come along. He'll do the shaping. He'll do the molding. Exactly. Not fully. When you don't fully understand, well, why? You know, you know uh, I served in every area in the church, okay? And, uh, just, and I've always said, uh, you know, I have people say, well, God called me to be an usher. I don't believe God calls ushers. No. I believe God will ask you to serve right. as an usher. Why? Because in that area, he's shaping you. Right. Okay? And we served in other areas because we, we didn't sit around waiting for God to call us. Right. You know, they needed help. And, and so we, we were influenced by the love exactly. of God right. to go over and say, okay, I, I, I'm going to help over here. Well, I'm being shaped. Not knowing that on down the road, I'm going to be sitting here with Pastor Ronnie Allen in San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas, you know, talking about grace. God was shaping me and molding me. What happens, though, people will get stuck in an area. They well, God called, uh, I got to do this because God called me being up. God don't call ushers. He don't call greeters. God shapes you. He molds you. He influences you. Buddy, 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 buddy. Did I say something to bless you? Oh, yes, you did. Okay. All you right. provoked me again. <laughs> You're, when you go to that place in 1 Corinthians 12, mm -hmm. where it talks about the ministry of helps, you've done this hundreds of times, thousands, thousands of times, times, okay? And it talks about the ministry of helps. Yeah. It, talks about the, it talks about the apostle, prophet, and the teachers, and all, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, and, and I, I'm not belittling it. I'm trying to hurry. Yeah. And it mentions helps. And governments. Right. He says in there, after he reveals it, he says in there, desire the best gifts. Desire the best gifts. Yeah. And he, he and a lot of people will say, well, what's the best gifts? And, and what I see in it is the best gifts is helps and administration or governments, it says there. Right, I agree, totally. Okay. The reason why, because there's so many people that use their call or their gift and they don't use it to serve, they use it to promote. Ooh. 
they're, they're promoting notoriety. And so we've got churches that are full of people that are stargazing at the person that use their gift to promote versus using their gift to serve. Well, in the chapter 13 is about love. love. And, and he says, and he goes on there and he says, uh, about prophecy, that's going to cease. He talks about all those things that are going to cease, but love doesn't cease. Right. Okay. Now, in connection with that, Paul wrote and said, Jesus, Jesus <laughs> didn't make of himself of no reputation. In other words, he was God, the Logos, in manifested flesh. But he did not use that as a scapegoat. He didn't use that. He said he humbled himself and became obedient. Okay? And he said, let this mind be in you, which took upon himself. I did, he, Jesus said to himself, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. That's why I believe helps and governments is the best gifts because even if you are called to be a prophet, you're to use that gift to serve and be a help to those that you're prophesying to. That's why, you know, just a few years ago, uh, a man of God said, buddy, you've been teaching grace all these years. Right. And, di and didn't know it, you know. Teaching on the ministry of helps. Teaching people, influencing people to serve the love of God to one another. Which is grace. Well, <laughs> that's why it says, if you give a prophet a cup of water in the prophet's name, you, give a, you get a prophet's reward. Because it's all about using the gift to serve others. You hear that, Janie? <laughs> That's right. You're going to receive the same reward that Pastor Ronnie and I and every man of God or a woman of God that's come to this church. Amen. She so people understand that because she comes in there and serves us and asks us anything you need, cup of tea, water, coffee, whatever. Yeah. She does that willingly and freely. And she, let me put it, she's very competitive about anybody trying to take over, understand? <laughs> well. <laughs> she don't want nobody to, she wants to serve. And I, and I was telling you about, you know, I was talking with, with Janie in, in the office back there, and she had just uh, was telling me the testimony of when she fell at home. And, uh, and she made this comment. She says, but I kept Jesus on my lips. We're, we're, we're telling the whole story, but uh, so you'll understand. She broke her pelvic bone. Right. That's just been how many months ago? Three, three or four months ago. Yeah, but the key is she kept Jesus that, on her lips. That's what I was going to point out. Yeah. There was the miraculous that you're talking about with, with Stephen. Right. 
He did the miraculous after he was serving others. Right. Church, it's not hard. No. It's not hard. And, and miracles were done. That's a miracle. Right. That's a, that's yeah. a miracle. I wouldn't have known that happened to her. She, no, she you, wasn't, you, you know, you in there on a walker or crutches. or. That's a miracle. And a lot of people that are looking for miracles don't understand the concept. They got the chalkboard, but they don't understand the concept. Right. And when revelation comes, see, the revelation that she had and kept Jesus on her lips and that passion to serve is what created the miracle. You mean she didn't have to quote 35 verses? No. Right there at that moment while no. she was laying on the ground? No. 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 It was her love for Jesus. And, and, and that, that relationship. And we got to quit trying to impress Come on. and promote. Come on. That's fallen human nature does that. Okay? I, it's just like t today. I would love to, uh, I, I, I think I would, I, I think I would, I think I'd love to have, you know, the building three times bigger than it is right now. I think I would, I think I would, but does it really matter whether the building is three times bigger than it is right now and has the crowd three or four times that we have right now? Is that really the condition by which I serve? Mm. Or is I serve no matter the size because of the love of Jesus that's been revealed to me? And, and uh, it, 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 it's, all about, <laughs> it's all about just doing what he says to do and, and what he showed you to do and do it with all your heart. As unto the Lord, not unto men, not, don't promote anything. Just do that and do it with joy. Yes. That's, that's, and and, and when, you're, when you deal with people and you've got to communi communicating with love and truth and sincerity, that right there makes you a success. It's not the recognition of crowds. It's never has been. We've made it that. Right. Okay. Right. You're only anointed. You're only anointed if you have. How, how, let's see. How many people following you? On Facebook. On Facebook. That, that, and so now we leave principles. We leave the truths. Even from the chalkboard, so to speak. Yeah. The logos. To compromise because the crowd is what determines whether I'm anointed. That's not what Stephen did. No. That's not what Stephen did. One of the, and well, we ain't even got to the end of that. You need to get to the end of that, buddy, about, because we got to spend some time on that. Oh. About, about Stephen. Oh, oh. We've got to invest some time in that. Yeah, we're going to be here at about 2 o'clock. <laughs> Over in uh, chapter 7, 
in verse 55. And I, I, there's, there's so much in this. Every time I, get, I go to these verses and I just, you know, I try to comprehend why. Why this happened. You know, it doesn't happen anywhere else in the Bible. I know. Okay. This is the only place. It says, but he, which is Stephen, who is full of the love of Jesus, okay, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Jesus, when he went to heaven, is sitting on the right hand of God. But in this one place in the Bible, with the only person, Stephen, who just... Was stoned. Was, was being stoned. He's about to die, right. okay? And he just waits tables and helps with widows. He serves. But he's full of the love of Jesus, okay? Jesus stands for him. No other place. When it talks about apostles or prophets, when they were martyred, no. okay, Jesus didn't, didn't say that Jesus was standing. But here, he stood for Stephen before he entered in. Take it away. I heard my dad say this. I don't know how many times I've heard him say it. He said, Stephen had a better time being stoned to death than most Christians do sitting on the church bench. Better say that one again. Stephen had a better time being stoned to death than most Christians do sitting on a church bench. And Stephen goes on and he says, don't lay this sin to their charge. Yeah. It's not the size... Fallen human nature does this. We look at the size of the call. In other words, we measure the call or the gift. We measure the gift. And you, I've heard you say it dozens of times where we get all excited. And, and, I, and I am excited about the prophets. We need prophets in these last days that will speak yeah. the truth in love. I'm, about, I'm for the apostles. I'm for all of the gifts but it's, we measure those gifts according to human understanding and we don't have the concept that's on the chalkboard. The chalkboard. We don't have the concept that's on the chalkboard. The concept on the chalkboard is not the, the measurement Come on. of that gift. Come on. But the service of it. That is the grace of God. That, that is the grace of God. Then you understand, even during the complex, pressured moments, that is, that's why David said, I'd rather be, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to sit with, in the tents of the wicked. What was he saying? What was he saying? He's saying to just let God influence me 
and do what he's told me to do, say what he's told me to say, and him work with me is more important than the applause or the value of multitudes. It's more important. It's more valuable. And, and that's what my dad was saying. My dad was saying, many Christians go, and this is my interpretation now. All right, wrap it up, wrap it up. Is that many people go to church and will sit there through a whole, what we call church. They'll sit through a whole service being miserable, thinking strictly about their need. And they have no joy, they have no peace, and they, ne- they don't deal with truth. And so now they expect the person behind the podium to comfort them about being miserable. And, is, and, and they'll say it's a good service if I go and leave making me feel comfortable about being miserable. And in reality, Jesus came to set you free of misery and give you purpose, give you passion, give you, uh, how would I say it, your destiny. That's a, it's a big word everybody talks about. Gives you your destiny. And it pushes you and causes you to persevere against all kinds of adverse circumstances. That's what Paul was saying there in 1 Corinthians 15.10. He said, it wasn't me that was doing this. It was the influence of God upon my heart that you saw reflected in my life. And what you saw reflected was, Paul's such a great man. He said, you don't get it. It wasn't me being a great man. It was his influence. It was his influence that stirred me and gave me the ability to what I, of what I couldn't do by myself. It was the grace of God with me. Amen. And I, anyway, I got to stop there. All right. Everybody, everybody, I just want you to close your eyes, everybody. And I, I just want you to take a, just a deep breath right now. Just, Thank you, Jesus. A deep, relaxing breath and just let it out. I want you to just take a moment and let's examine our hearts. And just realize what Jesus did for us. And receive that peace that joy that only comes through Jesus, not through you. There's nothing you can do that would equal the peace and the joy that Jesus did on the cross for you and I. Father, I thank you for today. 
I thank you that burdens have been lifted. Yokes have been broken. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you. And what he did on the cross. And if you're here this morning and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can do it right now. You can ask him to come into your heart. That you desire that peace, that joy. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for this. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen and Amen. I don't know about you, but I mean... But I, 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 we're not supposed to be moved by our feelings. Well, my feelings are working right now. You know, and it, I just, I just feel, you know, things were just lifted. Yes. Yes. Off of people, quit struggling. We don't have to struggle with the Lord. No. Amen. We don't have to struggle. You don't try to make things happen. Just keep your eyes on Jesus and the favor of God, the grace of God will move in our lives. Amen. And, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes your head tries to figure it out. Oh, yeah. You're better yeah. off just not trying to figure it out. You just, just, you know, let the love of God come out of you. You'd be amazed. You do something and and your head says, don't do it, but your heart says, do it. And you do it, and the next thing, this over here happens. Not realizing, and, and we don't, I, you know, I, and not until you look back and go, oh, now I understand why that happened, you know? But I wasn't trying to work it. No. You're not trying to manipulate anything. No, I'm not trying. No, I am done with all that, yeah. you know? And it just, I just love it. I love my walk. I love Jesus. With all my heart. Amen. I love him with all my heart. Amen. And, and, and that's what our, I want to say this, this is what our generation has been missing. We're, we're talking about influ the influence of God. And I'm going to close with this, but I want, you to, I want you to get what I'm, I need you to get this part of it. Everything we're talking about is not something done inside a building. No. We're talking about how you live. Your lifestyle. And it must be reflected in everything you do. Okay? What's wrong with a society in America is we have people in authority that don't want to be influenced by God at all. They're anti-God. It's called anti-Christ. That anti-Christ spirit is loosed in the world in this generation. Yeah. And so it's necessary that Christians understand Christianity is not... The real church is not confined to a building. The real church is there to be the influencer of our generation... But we can't influence our generation 
if the church is not influenced by revelation knowledge. Right. The word of God increased. And the number of disciples were multiplied. Okay. You said you had to stop. I got to stop. All right. All right. Look, look, at your, look at your neighbor and smile and say, I sure hope the people behind us got a hold of this. Amen. Amen. I really appreciate this, buddy. You Amen. provoked me. I, you I did like good. It. All right. Thank you. Amen. What I want to give you an opportunity today to invest in Ministry of Helps International. This message has gone around the world. It's really teaching about the influence of God upon the heart. I, want, I don't have to go to church. I want to go to church. I don't have to serve. I want to serve. Do you understand the difference? And I, Buddy and Kathy have invested their whole life around this. And it's all because God influenced them. The things that you've uh, heard today need to go on. That, in fact, Buddy is, is, is in the process. He didn't tell you this, but he's in the process of writing a book that's going to be coming out shortly. And it's, it's, it's about grace to serve. I don't know the exact title, he hadn't, but it's about grace to serve. And that's what our generation needs to hear. We're going to give you an opportunity to invest in Ministry of Helps International. And uh, if you're going to make out a check, make it out to Omega Church for, you can put down there for Buddy Bell, uh, you know, in the, in the memo there. Or uh, if you want to give online, you can do so. Uh, there are various ways. I just want to give you the opportunity. I want you to let God deal with your heart because this, to me, is the greatest message for this generation is to understand the grace of God and how He influences everything in our lives. And it needs, it, we need that. Amen? Glory to God. By the way, I just want to throw this out there before I pray. Do you realize that even the President of the United States, that position is nothing more than a position of service? We grant them the opportunity to serve. And when you have someone that's not influenced by Jesus, fallen human nature is automatically going to misuse that authority. So, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm giving you an opportunity right now. If you want to do so, uh, uh, or if you want to give online, do so. You that are viewing by live, uh, by live stream, that includes you as well. You need to invest. Just because you're not here in the auditorium does not mean that you shouldn't invest in spreading this message of grace to serve through Ministry of Helps International. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you have given us today to get clarity to get understanding. In fact, you're the one that told us in your word to get wisdom and with all that are getting to get understanding. Father, I thank you that you're making things more clear to those who have made you Lord of their lives. Thank you, Father, for the passion, the grace, the motivation, the attitude of Jesus dominating every area of our lives in our marriages, in our homes, in our communities, in our churches, in our nation. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to make an impact 
on our world. Now, Lord, I thank you for the ministry of Helps International. We thank you for the great things that you've caused Buddy and Kathy to do because of your influence upon their heart. We thank you, Father, that that would be magnified in these last days. And we give you all the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. You can bring it up here if you want to right now. And then I want to pray for you, okay? I want to pray for you. I want to remind you that if you need help and you want to get, uh, 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 how would I say, get your research done for the upcoming election that is going to take place on November the 8th, Christians need to show up at the voting booth. But you need to have uh, a biblical impact when you get there, all right? So uh, there'll be someone in the lobby that'll help you with ivotersguide.org. If you're not here, remember that uh, address, ivotersguide.org. That's a good place to start. Push on your state there, and it'll give you those offices that are uh, being run for in a state level. All right. Would you stand with me, please? Glory to God. If you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you're in this auditorium, there'll be uh, guest hosts in the lobby that want to give you the next steps to take. And we have a, uh, the, a, a program just for you, a booklet that will give you the next eight weeks of what to do to follow up to uh, be, build on that sure foundation. You that are viewing by live stream, if that's you, you can email us and we'll make sure we get that into your hand. Father, I thank you right now for every person that's here today, viewed by live stream or in this auditorium. We thank you that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. We thank you, Father, right now that we hear your voice with many voices in this generation, we hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us your wonderful name to use, which we invoke right now. Would you say this with me? In the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, we thank you that you feel us so full of your love that as we go into our daily activities and every person we come in contact with, because your love has so been filling us so much that every person we come in contact with, that your love would just ooze out of us and touch them with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Give five people a high five and say, I'm glad you got it. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.